And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. We're in a new series on the podcast called Goal Getters, and I'm really excited about this series as I've chosen a few very special guests who have agreed to allow me to help them to go after their goals. Now, as you listen, I hope you'll be thinking about what you want to achieve this year, and I truly hope that this helps you to go for it. Today, I want to welcome my new friend, Jenna. Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, I'm really pumped to have you here too. So we're going to talk about a goal that you want to achieve. Your goal is really cool. So let's talk about it. Why don't you tell me what exactly it is you're looking to achieve? So I would like to become either an educator or a child life specialist. And I'm very early into my goal because I just graduated high school in June. So I'm very excited to talk about some of the steps that I want to take and some of the aspirations I have to get there and hopefully maybe in six to 10 years time, I can look back on this podcast and think about all those steps I had now and think about all the things I learned along the way, because I'm sure I will learn lots as I go through this journey. I'm excited to be part of this journey and to be the starting point here. So an educator and a childhood specialist, and yes, it will take time. And I love how, you know, you understand there's a six to 10 year commitment in that, but then there will be a time when you can look back on all of this and, mm-hmm. uh, and and feel a start of that. So tell me what exactly about this particular career that you have in your life is something that makes it worthwhile to you? So the two careers that I'm mainly wanting to do are either a teacher or a child life specialist. So the reason behind wanting to work with kids in general is that I have volunteered with kids and worked with kids most of my life. And I have always really enjoyed doing so as well as I have like worked in childcare for a number of years now. So I have just really loved doing it. And I love all the connections that I get to make with all the children and families that I get to work with. And it's just something that I have a lot of passion for to want to help others and want to be a part of a community and be a part of something that's bigger than myself almost. So education path-wise, the reason I like the idea of it is because I've always enjoyed being in school. I like the idea of education and I love the idea of being able to shape young people into who they are going to become later on in life. And I really like the idea of child life specialist. And that's the career this week I'm leaning more towards on, but I'll update you in a few weeks because that could obviously change because I'm young. But um, child life specialist, the reason I like that idea of a career is because I grew up chronically ill. So I went to the hospital a lot when I was younger. And I always encountered child life specialists as well as I volunteered with quite a few child life specialists in my time at volunteering at the hospital. And I've always really enjoyed their work and have been very inspired by them. And I would love a way to give back to the chronically ill like kids in the hospitalized youth because I was them once and I'd love to do that in some form, whether it's in my career or in volunteer work. Wow. Now you've given me a lot and you've really given the audience a lot and a lot about your stories. It's not just working with kids in general, although that's something that you've always enjoyed doing. It's also working with the kids and their families and being a part of something bigger than yourself. And I love how you 
Yeah. I, and I loved how you talk about how you want to shape young people to help them to become who they want to be in life. And then you kind of took a step back a little bit and gave us a little more personal information about growing up chronically ill. And you were inspired by those uh, childhood specialists who helped you. And you are seeking a career in that area as a way of giving back. So I really feel that your motivation here, I always believe that your why is more important than your how. For sure. And you seem to have very, very strong why. Let me step back a little bit and say, here we are six to 10 years in the future, and you've achieved all these goals that you want to achieve. What is most important to you about achieving those goals? So about getting a career I enjoy, my, the importance of achieving those goals will be, I want to be working in a job that I love. And that's a big goal that I have for life that I feel like a lot of my peers don't think about as much is that I want to be working in something that I love and something that I have passion for. I don't want to work just to make money. I want to work to have fun and to enjoy my life. And I have always loved the saying, if you get a job you love, you will never work a day in your life. And that is something that I hold a lot of importance in my life and my values. And if I'm not having fun at my job I don't really want to be doing it and I want to be looking at other avenues to explore and another part of the importance is I just want to whatever career I end up deciding to do I want to be making an impact in some form in the community and right now that impact will be with youth and families but if that's impact in another area that I find interest in along the way that's okay too I want to be helping the world and I want to be helping society as a whole and whatever I'm doing. So you're helping the world and helping society, and you're definitely looking to make an impact. But at the same time, yes, you're working a job that you love. And I love how you brought that slogan into that, where if you do a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's definitely where I'm going. In fact, that's exactly like what I do for a living is I'm helping people now. I used to work. I don't know if you, you knew this, Jenna, but before I got into this career, I was an investigator and I investigated like crimes and, you know, chased bad guys and did all kinds of things like that. And now I use the same psychology and a lot of the same tactics that I used into helping people to find out what they want in life and to help them to work a job that they have passion for and the job that they love and to enjoy that work as well as making an impact. So we kind of are very like-minded, which is probably why we became friends here is because we have a lot of the same goals. Let me make a transition here. What about what you want to avoid in your life? Are there things out there? Is there something that you're trying to avoid as you are planning to uh, go for these goals? Um, so in my life, I would obviously like to avoid like a lot of stress and worries, but with life, that is probably things that I'm going to encounter no matter what. It's an inevitable part of the human experience. It's something that I've experienced quite a bit so far in only 18 years of life. But I think as I get older, those things will happen again. But I also don't want to be living in that mindset at my age now that when I get older, things are going to get worse. Because I know a lot of people when you become an adult, because I remember my 18th birthday, I was so excited to become an adult that I posted on social media. My excitingness of being an adult because my teen years happened quite challenging so I'm excited for my new life as an adult and I had people automatically shut me down who are adults being like I feel like being an adult the whole time and in a sense yeah it sucks but becoming an adult doesn't mean you have to be sad and angry all the time you can still have fun and be happy and 
care for your inner child and do all the things that you want. And I want to be living a life where I can be happy and fulfilled. And that doesn't come materialistically either. And I think a lot of people nowadays think too much about the materialistic aspects of happiness when it's all about the relationships and the connections with people and making sure our mental health as well and our physical health as well and look after yourselves and all of those ways. It doesn't always have to come down to money, but obviously everyone loves money and wants to have big things, but I don't want to make that the main part of my life goals. I want my life goals to be happy and fulfilled and to have experiences that teach me new things. So you don't want to make the main part of your life, the earning of the money, more about the relationships and the connections that you have. You don't want things to start getting worse when you get older because there is a lot of stress and worry. And yeah, that's all part of growing up, right? Anyone listening to the podcast who's lived a life for a little while realizes that there will be stress and worry in their life. So you're trying to avoid that. If you do avoid having a lot of the stress, worry, and start focusing more on the relationships, the connections, building that life that makes you happy, what does that get you? So I think building a life that will make me happy will give me like good mentality and good mindset and maybe more motivation to do things. And that's something that I'm really working on and getting into a positive mindset. That's something that I've been striving to do for quite a long time. That's something that I want to continue to do and continue to practice because in my opinion, we're only on the planet for a very snapshot of time. So why not in these moments, why don't we be happy instead of sad, even though there's so much negativity on the earth, why not try your best to see the bright side of things, even when moments get really, really challenging because you're only here for so long. So I'd rather be happy while I'm here than sad. Yes. We're only here so long. So why not be happy? That's kind exactly. of the, that's the ultimate goal. You want to build that life that's happy. It'll give you more motivation to get up every day and to have that positive mindset. Are there any limiting beliefs that you may have that are stopping you from going toward these goals? So I do um, have chronic illnesses. So that will make my meeting my goals and living my life harder. And it already has, but I'm trying to flip my mindset and be in that mindset that I've been in for quite a long time of that my chronic conditions will never stop me from achieving whatever I want to achieve. It just may look differently and I may need to make adaptations along the way, which is totally okay and valid and does not make me weaker. Taking the things that I need and taking care of myself are forms of strength and not weakness. I wish society could see that as well. And also, I just want to live good and make other people happy too. I love that idea of living good and making other people happy too. You know, you talked about strengths and not weaknesses. And I think that's really important to mention here for anyone listening, and including yourself, Jenna, is we're told and we grow up with this mindset. And, you know, the people who taught us this had good intentions, but they really missed the mark. And that is to work on your weaknesses. And I totally don't believe that. I believe we need to be working on our strengths because the more we work on our strengths, the better we get at it, the more confidence we build. And it helps us because those things in our life that we have weaknesses at, a lot of those things we can delegate to other people. We can have other people do. Whereas what we do and what what our strengths are, if we work at them and we become super great at doing those things, we're able to really get out there and to live that life that makes us happy, to help others, to give back, to build those relationships and connections, because 
we're feeling better about ourselves. So I think that's great that you recognize that and you recognize that your condition, although it's something that you're going to have to live with, is something that you can overcome. But now, have you ever had feelings that kind of block that, you know, those thoughts that come into your mind that say, oh, who am I to do this or anything like that? Yeah, I definitely have dealt with that from time to time. And I think that's something that a lot of us folks who deal with chronic illness deal with. Part of being chronically ill is those mental health pieces as well. But I feel like I've done pretty good at like not letting that stop me. And I think a lot of that comes from a family that really held me up. And also having the diagnosis young, I think really helps me with that because I was diagnosed with my condition at 11 years old. So I'm 18 and have seven years of living with chronic illness and learning how to navigate it. And I've still accomplished all of the normal goals for someone my age. And it's been harder at times, but I still did it. So I can see myself going forward, still doing really cool things. And I've even accomplished goals through being chronically ill that I otherwise probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do. So that could be something else in my life as well, because the experience of someone with a chronic illness is not the experience of someone who doesn't have a chronic illness. So I'm grateful for all the things that I get to experience and enjoy and learn and engage in that people that don't have chronic illness don't get to. I love it. Jenna, you are so grounded in this. You really understand that living with this illness is not always a burden. In fact, it can be more of a blessing. And I think that is a beautiful way to look at life because you're going to be able to relate to other people that you come across who have similar illnesses and you'll be able to relate one-on-one with them and build a connection and a relationship with those people that will help you to become not only a great teacher or childhood specialist, but just a great human in general and a great friend to those around you. But I'm going to try to do something a little different now that you might enjoy. And this has to do with finding those feelings inside of you and trying to get rid of them, those doubts, those fears, those limiting beliefs. So when you have a doubt inside your body, where do you feel it? Now, I realize this is an audio podcast, so people won't be able to see you do this. But if you could point to where you feel that in your body right now. I usually like tend to like in my head, like I get a lot of headaches when things get really overwhelming. In your head, you get those headaches. So when you, when you get that first impression, I want you to look inside with your inner eyes and tell me what color you see that as. Probably purple. Purple. Oh, that's sad because purple is my favorite color. But <laughs> So now, have you ever seen the Avengers films like Iron Man? Yes. Now, have you ever noticed that when Tony Stark, who's an, another Tony, is working on his little projects, he always has these things in front of him, like he has this digital screen in front of him? Yeah. That's how our neurology works. So I'm going to use that to try to help you with this. So what I want you to do is that feeling of self-doubt, those negative thoughts that come in your head, that purple color feeling. I want you to imagine it as a picture in front of you somewhere in that space around you. And I want you to point to it. And again, first impression. Perfect. Now I want you to put your hands around it like you would if it was a picture or whatever that picture is. It could be whatever you want it to be. Okay. Now what I want you to do is try to make that picture smaller and tell me what it does to the feeling makes it feel like if you take a feeling and you crumble it up, that helps it like suppress it and make it go away. Right. Now make it to where it was before. Okay. And then make it a little bit bigger. Now, how's that feel? That's like uh, when your emotions are overstretching and that can happen a lot. I feel like 
in life too, because we always make mountains out of our mole holes. So we always said in my elementary school, if we have a little tiny problem that's going on, a lot of times our brain makes it way bigger than it actually is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So put it back to the original size that you had it now. Now I want you to pull it closer to you. And how's that feel? It's like your emotions like right inside of you and you feel it really, really strong and in depth. Now push it away from you. And now it's like farther away. So it's not bothering you as much. Not bothering us. Okay. So take it back to, to the original. And then I want you to crumple it up, make it like the size of a postage stamp. And then when it's that size, I want you to just, just take your hand and just crumple it up, throw it behind you as far as you can throw it. And imagine this big vault door, like a bank vault closing. And it's in that vault and it's not there anymore. Take a deep breath and tell me how you feel. Like your negative emotions are gone and they are only temporary. They're only temporary. And whenever you have these negative emotions, you can actually go through that same procedure and do it for yourself. You can do it with positive emotions too. I I didn't really get into that, but for negative emotions, have you ever noticed that we have expressions in our English language, like put things behind us, step over it, get over something. Well, when you step over something, you're putting it behind you. So what you actually did in your neurology is you put something that was in the forefront, it was in front of you and you threw it behind you. And for safekeeping, we threw it in a vault so it can't sneak out. So it's not like it's behind you. It's not going to follow you. By doing that with our emotions, we can actually help to control our limited beliefs and put them past us and to help us to move on toward our goals. With that in mind, so I've just kind of given you a little bit of a tool that you can use to help. The other thing that I want you to do, and this is something that I teach all my clients. I don't know if you've ever seen this TED Talk before, but I have to give credit where credit is due. The woman's name is Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y. And she talks about, you haven't seen her. She talks about power, power poses. Have you heard of power poses? No, I have not. Now what power poses are, have you ever watched a sporting event where someone maybe like the Olympics or even a game uh, that you may watch where someone is victorious and what do they usually do with their arms when they're victorious? Do you throw your hand in the air, jump up and down? Yep. Throw their hands up, up in the air. Or if you've seen Superman or Wonder Woman with their hands usually like on their hips and their chest up in the air. So what I want you to do is I want to see if you can stand up in a power pose now. And I want you to either put your hands on on your hips like you're doing that now or put them up in the air. Whatever is more comfortable for you, whatever feels more right to you. And I want you to lift your chest up a little bit and just feel strong and powerful. And I want you to think of a time in your life where you absolutely nailed it, where you had a goal that you were going after. You had a challenge, but you nailed it. I want you to feel exactly how you felt in that moment. Feel what you feel, see what you saw, smell what you smelled, hear what you heard. I want you to just feel exactly what that felt like because you were able to step out in faith. You were able to overcome that challenge that was in front of you. You did it and you had the power to do it. Now, if you stand in this pose for two to three minutes, it actually will increase your testosterone levels, which that's okay. It's okay for girls to get testosterone levels and decrease your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. It has been shown that people who do this power pose 
for two to three minutes before a job interview will be looked upon more favorably sure. with person. So how did you feel when you were doing that? Empowered. Very empowered. Now, uh, when you're talking on your cell phone or when you're, you're texting someone, what's the position that you normally have at that point? Slouchy. Yeah, you're slouched. It's just the opposite. It's a depressed position. Think about that. And in our society today, we have a lot of people walking around with stress and depression. Well, if you think about it, they're holding that depressed position by looking down at their cell phone or looking down at their computer all the time. So every once in a while during the day, if you can stand up and at least do that position for two to three minutes and then go back to your work and you'll find that that will make a big difference in your life. So let's get back to your goal. Now, I just wanted to give you a couple of tools that would help you along the way. And let's get back to this goal of being able to make an impact as an educator, teacher, childhood specialist. You know, you understand that it's going to take some time, but you're willing to to do that. And you're really looking forward to doing something that you've always enjoyed, being able to shape young people and do something that's bigger than yourself. We've talked about limiting beliefs. We've talked about what you wanted to avoid, the stress and the worry in your life, because you want to be living a life that makes you happy, not focusing on the money, but focusing on the relationship and the connections and having a more positive mindset, more motivation to get up out of bed and do what you love. What would you think right now would be the first step that you need to take along that journey? My first step would be, um, so next year I'm planning to go to school. So that's a big one. And then finding that inspiration and motivation to do so, which I do have, which is good. And then also, a lot of networking, which I'm working on as well, like getting to know people within the field and learning about different parts of the field and still gaining experiences, whether that's in volunteer work or part-time work, like trying to build my skill set and put those things in my toolbox that will help me later on. All those things are awesome. Like when you mentioned go to school next year and networking, those are great things. And I'm really, I really think that those will help you along on your journey. I'm trying to come up with something that would that you could do right away like today tomorrow that would help you in that direction one of the things i believe in is inevitability thinking and that is to make something so it's inevitable that it will have to happen and the example that i give is at night before i go to bed i will usually get my clothes out for the next day so that i don't have to worry about that in the morning or I drink water every day. I firmly believe that we need to hydrate our bodies every day. So I always put 16 ounces of water on my nightstand. So it's inevitable that I don't have to worry about getting up, looking for the water, pouring me a glass. It's all there. So it's inevitable that I will get up and I will drink that water. So is there something that you could do to help you on that path that inevitably you will be able to go to school next year. You'll be focusing on your networking. You'll be able to get to know more people in the field and that you will be working towards your goal. Is there one specific thing in the next few days? Is there anything that you could be doing that would get you in the direction of your goals? Like journaling and being in a growth mindset and writing down things I'm grateful for and focusing on those parts. How about this, Jenna? Every day, what I'd like you to try to do is to write down three things 
that you're grateful for at the end of the day. So before you go to bed, three things that you're grateful for, and then three things that you need to get done the next day. And they could be related to your goal or not. They could just be things that you have to get done. But write down three things you're grateful for and three things you're going to do. And then when you get up in the morning, very first thing, keep this information written down on a paper or whatever. I, I like pad and paper myself or a three by five card, but something on your nightstand. So you will pick that up in the morning. And when you get up in the morning, read those three things that you're grateful for. And as you read them, I want you to pretend that you're in the moment of that thing that you're grateful for. For example, if you were grateful for a great meal that you had the day before or grateful for a relationship, a family, a member or a friend uh, think about being with that person and just spend a couple of minutes being truly grateful, truly thankful, and then read those goals and then decide that you're going to tackle those goals one by one each day. Is that something that you can do? Yeah, for sure. And I think it'd be really helpful with like mindset and like new year and trying to like put all those like positive thinking tools in play. Okay. Putting those positive tools. So you can see how or can you see how that will definitely help you be more motivated absolutely practicing that mindset and it will help you to uh, work toward that goal of being that childhood specialist that teacher that person who shapes young people because really shaping young people and inspiring them especially those young people that may have similar chronic illnesses like you do having that positive mindset and learning about that can help you uh, to move in that direction for sure. So will you do that? Will you make sure that you write down those those six things? Yes, that's definitely a goal of mine for the new year. And as you know, I will be messaging you over the next few days to make sure that you're doing that. So sure. Jenna, do you have any other thoughts, any other questions today as you're on the podcast? And do you have anything maybe that you want to leave with the audience, with people listening about going after their goals? Any thoughts that you might have or something that you may have picked up either today or in your life's journey so far? What I think for everyone out there listening is like dream big and do all the things that you want to do and set smart goals and don't let little things that get in the way stop you from achieving what you want to do because really the sky's the limit for what you want to do in life. And as long as you put the hard work and tenacity into your stuff, you can get whatever you want to get done. You can get whatever you want to get done. Don't let those little things get in the way. Last question, Jenna, is what I ask all my guests. And it's a bit related to what I just asked you, but a little bit deeper. And that is what does being purposely positive mean to you? To me, being purposely positive means having positive thoughts, but doing it with intention and doing it every single day without failing, if you can do that, and just having those thoughts and like making sure you're intentional about it. Having those intentions, those intentional thoughts and doing those things every single day. And that's a way to make a purposely positive impact on yourself and others and those around you. I love that, Jenna. Jenna, I am so excited to have gotten a chance to get to know you more and to get to know your goals, your dreams, your ambitions. And I really believe that as we continue to connect along the way, I will look forward to hearing about your journey, where you're going, and how you have such a bright future and an inspiring future to all the other people in your life and uh, those you come in contact with. So I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. 
Thank you for having me. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there working on a goal, a dream, something that you're really looking forward to. You can download a free resource, a book called Strive to Thrive. It's a short read, and it will help you live in the direction of a purposely positive life. 